Good morning, Wisconsin. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Oh, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, day after the Super Bowl. And guess what, everybody? Guess what? Say something. Say something funny. (laughs) All the pressure on you. Say something funny. Okay, I just said it. Say something funny. Well, that is sort of funny because you said what I said. Carol Kane, everybody. Yes. Thank you for having me in. This is like an all-star lineup today. Not only do I have you. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited because I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, Steve Pallack, long-time radio guy. Combined 80 years of radio. Yeah, about 80, 85, Which is kind like of that. amazing because you guys are still pretty young. Well, I, you know what? It was so interesting when I got started because I was young. I was like, uh, I got put on the campus radio station at WSUW when I was about 19. Because you got the hot pipes. Uh, you know, it's so, it's, it, it's, Every now and then, and that's when I go and talk to kids, I say, listen to somebody. Listen to people, because sometimes they see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Absolutely. And I uh, I was in this Radio 101 course for two weeks, and the professor pulled me aside and said, I want to get you on the campus radio station. I think you could do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you were still fighting that. Like You, you wouldn't just take that... And go, and run with it. Well, I yeah, because I come from a long line of either science people or teachers, mm. so that's why I thought that that's probably where my path should go. But look how it all turned out. I know that's been pretty fun. Did you ever think all those years ago that you would be actually co-hosting with me on WTMJ? Well, no, because I didn't know you back then. That's true. Um, but the minute I, you know what, I tell people all the time that the, the minute I met you, I liked you very, very much. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought this is a guy I can work with. Very nice. Nice comments. Yeah. I appreciate that. Nice compliment. I should well, say. And I tell people that all the time because they ask me about you all the time. I think they're curious. People are curious, right? It's the radio is a weird thing because, you know, I do, I used to do a lot more public facing stuff. I still do quite a bit, but, right. um, I love hosting events. You and I hosted, uh, for best buddies. Sure. Um, maybe we'll do that again this year. We'll see. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, it was fun. Just be on, on a nice day and, and kind of tracking ahead. That was spring 2023. I was foreshadowing because it was absolutely a gorgeous day. Yeah, it was beautiful. I think that was like May, right? Was it April or May? Listen, I don't remember. I had, <laughs> I got so lost trying to get to that rock. It was terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was kind of in the back, but yeah. Anyhow. I love The Rock. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have fun today. Steve okay. Pallack is going to join us. You don't know who you were talking about. Uh, radio legend in his own right. Uh, many, many years in broadcasting. I think most people know him for music, but he's a culture warrior as well. He, he knows it all. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, and the cool thing, I'm going to double dip with you guys today. So I'm going to do the show with you and Steve, and then... After the show, mm-hmm. we're taking it to the podcast. Okay. Scafidiology podcast. And we're going to go uncensored, unplugged. That's fine. So if you want to drop, you know, whatever, you can feel free. Because I, um, no. I know, you, yeah, you have the hot tongue when you're away from the show. You, you'll drop I, I, uh, when you get yeah. worked up about something. Yeah, I do. I do. So I'm going to try to work you guys into a lather. I, 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 I do swear very I have a yeah. patty mouth. As do I. Which I like to swear. I can't swear on the radio. But then when I swear, not with, like my friends, everybody swears. And guys, that's that's the whole thing. Sure. Not, I don't know how it is with women, but guys, we all swear. 
But when I swear in front of my wife, Kathy, much different reaction. Really? She'll shut it down and look at me like, what are you doing there with that word? Why is that in your conversation? Uh, I, my buddy Harry always says the uh, the one word, the bad word. He goes, that's like your favorite word, Carol. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. There's a reason why those words have persisted forever. Because yeah. people like to use them. Yeah. And I always tell well, people, and I, I know some people don't like curse words, profanity, whatever term you want to use. But they make a point. It's like the exclamation point. Yes. And sometimes multiple exclamation. Right. Exclamation points. Right. All right. I thought we'd, since it's, it's, it was the day after the Super Bowl, it is the day after the Super Bowl. And uh, first of all, you watched the game, most of it. I know you, you were telling me before the show you were in a party situation, which I don't like. I envied you because I knew you were watching the game by yourself, eating actually, your bowl of changed. nachos. That changed. Oh, it did. Both things changed. So my wife actually got home from the play early. Okay. And I, and I didn't have nachos. Oh. Chicken wings. I made chicken wings, too. Delicious. Um, mine were okay. Uh, you make great chicken wings. What are you talking about? Well, not, not I didn't made it. I, oh. I made a different kind. You have the right, I don't know what you do, the ones you made for me. It's like sweet and then spicy. It's ancho chilies. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so, well, yeah, I mean, I, I like watching the game. I really do. And when there's you're in a party situation, there's a lot of commotion. Yeah, we had dogs and. Oh, we're going to get to dogs later in the show. Okay. So, I mean, it was just, it was a lot of commotion. So I saw some of it, not all of it. Yeah. Exciting game for only the second time in 58 Super Bowls. We had an overtime. It almost went to double overtime. Almost. It was down to like seconds. Now, some people were confused. They were saying like, well, what if they wouldn't have scored the game over? No, it would just, that's just, when you have a Super Bowl, new rules for the playoffs. That was just the first quarter of the overtime. They would have just continued on the other side of the field. So there was no time pressure. I don't even know why they're running a clock, really, because it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, so that's that. Um, but I, we got to talk about the commercials. Yes. That's what everybody talks about, and, and we're everybody. So let's let's have that conversation. I think, and it's my show poll today. You can find it on the X, formerly known as Twitter. And if you're not on the Twitter, well, good life choice. Um, my show poll today focused on the commercials. So you can weigh in on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Thanks, by the way, for all the kind words that people put on the text line before I got in here. Uh, big change with WTMJ, mm-hmm. exciting stuff. I'm going to be totally enmeshed in my political power hour because that's what it is. It's going to be amazing. We're going right. to have some great guests. And that's really my forte, I think. I can have fun, and I'll still have fun on this videology podcast. So thanks for all the kind words. So I made it my show poll today. What do you think was the best commercial? Now, I gave people a few choices. I'm a big fan of Christopher Walken. All right. Actor. He did one for BMW. Yeah. I love, this is my favorite, I'll tell you right now, Duncan with Affleck, Damon, Brady, Lopez. Yeah. All-star lineup, funny as hell. Yeah. And then I threw in Uber Eats with with Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. I, I liked that one, too. I hated that one. It was dumb. Okay. Yeah, no. So we're going to disagree on something. We ha- I, we sure do, because I go sentimentality. I yeah, love. Well, say it. We were talking about this before the show. Your your favorite is the Clydesdales and the puppy. And like that puts me to sleep. How can it put you to sleep? I've it's seen got- it like a million times. The same story. I mean, how many times can a dog lick a Clydesdale's nose and you know that be entertaining? They're friends. I know they're friends. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> anti Clydesdale or anti dogs. Sort of. I I just think they give whoever does those commercials they give such personality to those animals they really do. 
So that was my favorite. Now, Dunkin' Donuts, according to USA Today, Dunkin' mm. Donuts came in at no, the number two spot. Yeah, and what was number one in the... Schwarzenegger. Yeah, neighbor. You couldn't say neighbor. I thought I thought that was hilarious. It was funny, and that would be in my top three, probably. Uh, I definitely like the Christopher Walken one. Um, so if you have a thoughts, 855-616-1620. We're talking commercials for a little bit. We got some dog conversation coming up. What else is on our lineup? Let me let me take a quick look. Movies. Movies, yes. We gotta talk about movies. We've done a variation on this theme before, but Carol and I were talking about our favorite movies of all time. Yes. And ours are completely different. Very. And yes. it all started because we were having a conversation about what was the line I gave you? I got no place to go. And I didn't know where that came from. And now you know. Now I know. It's yeah. officer and a gentleman. Yeah. You told me. But Zach, I haven't Zach Mayo, and you should know that because you love Mayo. Hello. Boom. Uh, but... Ding, where's the bell? Ding. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a certain amount of time that has passed, and I just don't remember those kinds of details. Richard Gere. I mean, Deborah Winger. Richard Gere in, um, or he's the male prostitute. That one I like. American Gigolo. Yeah. That's Blondie soundtrack. Yeah. One of the best movie soundtracks ever. He's pretty hot in that. So if, if producer Charlie is listening to that, and you never know because he's very busy. There's a lot of things away from the show now. If you could find that American Gigolo. Song, yeah. Uh, it's Blondie. It's uh, Blondie. Call, call yeah. Me. Yeah. Find that. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. I may let it run for four minutes because, heck, it's my last week with this show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Get rid of me? They already told me I'm, I'm on the, ne- the next show. The yeah. new show. All right. We got to take a break. Okay. We're actually way late for a break. I blame it on you. I'll take it. All I got right. big shoulders. I can handle it. You don't have big shoulders. You have like no, normal I'm, shoulders. I'm very broad shouldered for a woman. Really? Mm-hmm. How tall are you? 5'10. Wait. <laughs> Just kidding. 165. No, stop. That's oh. good. That's 165. Good That's good. Yeah, not bad. I was uh, 165 freshman year of high school. Mm hmm. What are we tipping the scales at now? <laughs> We're going to talk about that, too. North, north of 200. We're Although good. I just had a physical doctor said, whatever you're doing, it's working. I got to have a physical. And I don't want my airline to do it for me. Mm. We're talking a, about that. Yeah, yeah. Would you let your airline weigh you? What? No. Quick break on WTMJ. <laughs> Turn that up. It's there you go. Great soundtrack. And it's perfect for this movie. Yeah. His, his clothes in that movie. I'm not a clothes guy, but man, he, he looks sharp. Richard Gere at his... Zenith. I mean, he was the biggest star in the world. Yeah, he was for a long time, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Charlie, for that. Uh, we got some calls, got texts. We're talking Super Bowl ads. Uh, my mind was dunking. I thought that Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jennifer J- It was J-Lo, very cute. And uh, Tom Brady was in like three or four ads, maybe more than that. I will say this, that when she's on the screen, she is a striking woman. See, my wife and I just had this conversation. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Oh, I think she's just spectacular. I know she pretty. acts and sings. To me, she's a dancer who sings. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, lovely woman, apparently. I, I just, I think she's stunning. Speaking of stunning, I yes. love talking to Connie from Portage. Hi, Connie. Hi, Connie. Hi, good, good morning, Carol. It's good to hear you. Oh, thank you. I don't you. usually call in this often, but uh, it's so funny that you're talking about this uh, because my daughter and I were waiting for the commercials. And I'm used to with the horses kicking the football, the bud, all the good commercials from years ago. My daughter and I were so upset. We didn't like any of them. 
Oh, except for the Haribo commercial that was on before the game with the two football players doing the Haribo. <laughs> Did you see that? Right, right. Where that's like out of flashdowns. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. We really, we were really upset because we we couldn't find one we liked. Except I love. Uh, Christopher Walken, like you do, I love him, but I didn't even think that was a great one. Did you watch the whole so, game, Connie? Anyway, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who, yeah, who did you sure pick? Did. Who did you pick before the game? Well, I wanted the 49ers to win because you know Mahomes has won a couple times, so I would just hope the 49ers would win. Mm. But uh, you know, come see, come saw. That's yeah. the way it goes. Connie, love, love anyway. when you, love when you call. Thanks yeah. for thanks for taking the time, Connie. Call from Porter. Always great to talk to her. Yeah. Um, I picked KC. I thought that they had. So did a, I. Yeah. Okay. And I, I missed the points. I said they win by seven. They won by three. Three. three? Yeah. That was a great game. I mean, for football fans, that was a great game. Mike joins us from Illinois. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Good morning, guys. How are you? Welcome back, Carol. Uh, how are you? I think we have a bad. You got a bad connection. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to let you go, Mike. Call back when you got a better. I was going to say he kind of was breaking up. Yeah. There. He wants to talk about the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I thought it was the the like the. Clear winner of the, all the ads. I didn't think it was close. Funny, star, star now, power. I'm not going to say it wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. If I'm going to have a donut, it's more than likely going to be Dunkin'. Their donuts are amazing. I know. I actually know the person in Milwaukee that makes the donuts. Oh, really? Oversees the operation. Oh, okay. My friend Ron. Yeah. I just thought Schwarzenegger was funny as a good neighbor. Yeah. And I, neighbor, I, neighbor, neighbor. And I love the mayo one. And the reason I love the mayo one was it had Kate McKinnon eating out of the jar with a spoon. Please tell me. You never have a jar of mayonnaise where you take a spoon and then put that right in your mouth. I don't think that's any of your concern. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just was saying off the air, I eat mayonnaise with everything. One of my favorite things on the planet is if I make some scrambled eggs, I put some mayonnaise on the side and I eat scrambled eggs with mayonnaise. Don't judge. What, did I ask you this question before? The Miracle Whip is that a replacement for? No, no. no. What's the, what's the problem there? It's sweet. I I was raised on Miracle Whip because my mom loved Miracle Whip, but it's it's too sweet for me. One of the textures has a little bit of uh, Super Bowl commercial trivia. Apparently, the dog in the Clydesdale commercial, yes, is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's dog. Oh, really? That's wild. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That was a darling commercial. Hmm. It was darling. Now, I, I would never say that anything Arnold Schwarzenegger does is not entertaining. That was a funny commercial. Right. And then they brought in Danny DeVito at the end. Right. To say, right. say it properly, sort of. Have you, watched, have you watched his Netflix show, FUBAR? I have not. It's really... Is it a weightlifting show? No. Oh, what does he talk about? It, it's him and his daughter that run a detective agency. Oh. It's very... It's Like a real daughter or an actor daughter? Actor daughter. All right, let's try Mikey. Mikey, you got a connection? Yeah, we're good now. All right. What do you think, Mike? Commercials. So, first of all, I just want to tell you that I have American Jiggle on vinyl. Okay. Oh, I used to have that on vinyl. That's a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I, it is. I had a friend that had a bunch of older albums, and she said I could pick one, and I'm like, oh, I remember this, and I grabbed it. Yeah. It's a great movie too. A lot of people have forgotten well, about anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. All right, Mike. Commercials. Oh no, that Blondie is she rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I love the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, uh, particularly because of the star power, and I love the last line where J Lo's "You can stay, Tom." I just <laughs> thought that was really good. Tom Brady, thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, Tom Brady's living his best life. 
I would say so. Yeah. So he's going from doing all this goofy stuff, and then he's already in training to be the the analyst for um, the number one team on. I think it's, is it is it Fox? Yeah, I think it's Fox because he's going to work with. Kevin. I think he'll be really good at that. I don't know. I don't know. A I, lot of people think he's going to be good. I'm, I'm going to be a naysayer until I see it and hear it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Greg Olson. I'm trying. I can't place him. Big, tall, Scandinavian dude. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's brilliant in, okay. in how he approaches the game. All right. Still, we got to take another break here, but lots of time to weigh in. We're going to do some politics, sort of. Um, it was a wacky weekend in politics. Yes, it was. Embarrassing for everybody. Actually, yep. the last week has been nuts. Dropping out at, you know, making old, a... Old this, old that, can't remember this, saying dumb things. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, welcome to Politics 2024. She's Carol. I'm Steve. It's WTMJ. Hanging out with the one, the only Carol Kane, everybody's America's favorite co-host. I, it's so fun. I was so I, I stopped by on Friday because uh, you had something that you had to give me, and um, I was on for a little bit, and we promoted the fact that I was going to be on on Monday. I love coming in. I love yeah. coming in. Well, you and I have worked together on Mondays for oof. five years. Was it five years? Yeah, it didn't seem like five years. No, because working with me is such a joy. It goes fast. <laughs> of course it is. Yes. A lot of people saying that on the text line. Yes. Um, lots of commentary on the commercials. Um, honestly, I thought the best commercials were for Jesus. Jesus made an appearance. Right. The, the foot washing thing. Yeah. Apparently, Jesus has an extra $14 million laying around. I will say it was, um, it was a bold move. Yeah. That was a bold move, yeah. he, and it has created. He, get, he gets us. Yeah, um, it didn't fly over very well with a lot of people. I mean, I got some really negative comments on some of the news articles that I read. I get people mad when I say this. So, I'm a person of faith. Believe in God. Yeah, me too. Went to went to Catholic grade school. I went to church six days a week. I feel like I've earned my right to talk about faith. Maybe not. Sure. Uh, Raise my kids as Catholic. Knock yourself out. Go. So I've had this sort of mission statement to call out bad behavior. And one of my biggest frustrations is people who profess to be of faith have no problem lying about politics, have no problem treating other people, other human beings, with disrespect because they disagree politically. How does that jive with the faith thing? Well, how does that work exactly? Uh, And they get mad when I say that, but I'm pointing out the obvious. Matter of fact, if you're a pastor, priest, whatever... Imam, Mm -hmm. cleric, whatever it is, you should be railing on this every day of your worship. Every day. What are you people doing? You're acting like lunatics out there. You somehow think there's a special dispensation for politics? No, there's no no such thing. I've met some people that profess to be deeply religious, and they're some of the nastiest people on the planet. Yeah. If you leave the church or wherever you worship, you got to continue that path outside the front doors. Well, you would think so, but apparently that's not a theory that's held by a lot of people. All right, so the Dun Dun Kings, right? It's this, it's this, this uh, sort of rap group that uh, Matt Affleck, right? Ben Affleck, Matt Damon put right. together. Tom Brady's the, the keyboardist. Yeah, you can actually. I, apparently, people are saying you can buy the the suits today online. Well, that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant Those track suits. Yeah. Right. No, I, I would never buy one. I those. wouldn't buy one either, but I whatever. bet you they sell a lot of them, though. Oh, I'm sure they will. Uh, Stephen Carroll, uh, number one agent, State Farm with uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Dunkin' Donut 2. Uh, that's Gary from Portage. 
Uh, Carol, I like mayo with my tater tots. Yeah, so do I. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You'd be hard-pressed to find that a food group that I don't eat mayo with. And I have sat down with a spoon. Are you like the obnoxious, like, you ever watch some people when they use condiments? It's like, you're going to use that whole bottle of ketchup? Or like that, you're not like that with mayo. You're like slathering it on like it's... No, I just take a big tablespoon and put it on the side of my plate. And The word for that is dollop. Okay. Mm-hmm. A dollop. Do a dollop. Um, but I mean, if I don't... And that's another thing that's one of my favorite snacks is pretzel rods dunked in mayonnaise. It's one of my favorites. Hmm. Uh, T-Mobile ads. They pay, They made reference to the 80s Flashdance film, yeah. Yes. That was good. Uh, the Spectrum ads that had a family knocking holes in their exterior walls so they could get an adequate internet internet signal. And the Timu, the Temu ads, I don't... That's an, like, is that an online retailer? What is that exactly? Because I don't, I still don't know. They had like a, several ads in, in the Super Bowl. I don't know. At like 7 million for 30 seconds pop. I, I, I don't know. Um, this one I saw, I, but to this moment, I can't tell you what it was for. Where the granddaughter ice skates for her grandfather, puts a smile on his face. What was that for? I have no that, idea. I, is that the Dove commercial? I have no idea. Was that the, I think it might have been the Dove commercial. Um, uh, I, Arnold yeah. getting a lot of love. Um, let's see. Dunkings. Yes. Matt from Amaral. Thanks for that. I didn't get the Doritos one, to tell you the truth. That did nothing for me. No. Um, I, I, some of these are, I, I really do. I, the Uber Eats, I really liked. Yeah. Jennifer um, Aniston, Schwimmer. I, I'm not a huge Jennifer Aniston fan. I mean, I don't hate her, but it's like, it did nothing for me. Oh, I think she's really entertaining. I think she's classic comedy actress. I think she's really, really good. Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler, the Murder Mystery and Murder Mystery 2, great movies. Fun. There was Just a, fun. There was a lot of trailers for new films, too. I didn't get the Twisters one. It's just an, an, another movie about tornadoes. Listen, after what we just went through, I'm not that crazy about watching a tornado. Yeah. You should have seen those clouds roll through at my house. You know what I want to do? I don't know. Since, since the last week of this show. We should I know. talk. We should talk about the halftime show. We're going to do that in the next couple of segments. I I was getting beat up for saying, which well, a million other people were saying, the audio sucks for those halftime shows. From what I understand... <laughs> The, the vocalists never they're they're never mic'd properly, and I get he's moving around a lot. Well, Fix that. Here's I, I missed most of it because my husband decided that he wanted to leave the party right at halftime, and I'm like, dude, I want to see the yeah. So but he was more. he was insistent. I'm like, Ugh, I'm a huge damn Usher fan. The guy's dynamic. He's funny. He apparently lives in Vegas. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to it, but the, his mic he's got one of those you know clip mics whatever. He missed half his vocals. It was like it was underplayed. That's what I'm tuning in for. It's the biggest. It's got to be the biggest live music in the in the world. I would think so. Yeah. How do you not have that perfect? I and don't. Then I, then I commented on it. And people are going like, "What are you talking about?" I go, "I can't hear was, what he's saying." From what I did see, it was kind of muddled, and the whole Alicia Keys thing cut kind of yeah. goofed up too. And I like her too. So yeah. we'll shift gears a little bit. We're talking a little bit Super Bowl, and we got we got some fun ones, including a dog conversation we're going to have. That one will make people mad at me. I can guarantee that right now. Every time you talk about dogs, people get PO'd. True. I get, I get written, handwritten letters. I get emails. I love dogs. I know you do. 
But dogs are taking over the world. Oh, and that, that's okay. going to be my that's my point of view. Okay, that's, calm so down. Why don't you just say lighten up, Francis? Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> All right, we got calls, we got texts, talking Super Bowl. We're going to shift it a little bit and talk about the halftime show. She's Carol. I'm Steve. It's WTMJ. More of WTMJ now after this. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. KFC's new smashed potato bowl is out here looking like an absolute snack. For just $3.49, you get crispy secret recipe fries topped with creamy mashed potatoes, cheese sauce, bacon crumbles, and even more melty cheese. If you're looking to smash your hunger, grab KFC's new smashed potato bowl for just $3.49. For a little extra, add nuggets to the mix. It's finger-licking good. Prices and participation may vary. Tax tip and fees extra. Some things are fine to buy from a vending machine, but despite what a certain national online company tells you, a car's not one of them. Hmm, let's see. Cheese doodles, Mr. Nougat bar. Oh, here we go. Green four-door hatchback. Honey, we're going to need some more quarters. Sure, they make it seem convenient, but it won't be so convenient if you have a problem with the vehicle you buy. And if it's after seven days, good luck. Adam member dealers also let you search online. And unlike those national companies, you get to see the vehicle in person and test drive it before you buy it. You also have the assurance that the vehicle's been thoroughly tested, and if any issue does come up, your local Adam member dealer is right here to service it and can also provide low financing and top dollar for your trade. Think about that before you take a chance with their so-called vending machine. What? It's stuck. No! Oh, rats. Start your search at ADAMM.com. WTMJ now. So I'm watching the Super Bowl halftime show. I can hear the music just fine, but the lyrics, like, nothing. Yeah. You have one of the greatest artists on the planet. It was, well, a couple of them, actually. I mean, it was just, I. it was muddled from what I could ascertain. It was muddled. That's not our opinion. There was millions of people saying the same thing on, on social media yesterday. It's like, what are you doing? You got one of the greatest artists of all time. Been doing it for at least twenty years, maybe longer, and and you can't hear his vocals. Yeah, I understand he moves a lot. Figure it out. You got unlimited resources. Did you know this piece of trivia? Uh, the artists they don't get paid for their appearance. Yes, I knew that. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I I find that fascinating. But it's the biggest stage in the world. It's the biggest stage in the world at the on that particular day. So why wouldn't you want to do it? And he's just he's fresh off those hundred shows in Vegas. Yeah, we're actually. Thinking about next, because we got a couple trips to Vegas planned of going to see him if he's still there. Okay. He was, at, he was playing at the Park MGM when we were there last time. Okay. It'd be a great show. I mean, these people are immensely talented. It's a very small group that get to be the entertainment at halftime. Well, now, now, here's a question for you. Yeah. There's a right answer to this question. Okay. Who Who is going to be the halftime entertainment yes, next year? There's, there's an easy right answer. Okay. What is it? Taylor Swift. How is it not? Oh, I was, to tell you the truth, um, 
I had an inkling that he might call her down. I had just a weird feeling that, you know, at some point in time, he might call her down because she could get on the stage like that and and be. Well, I mean, was surprised she didn't. Ludacris of. was on stage for Pete's sake. Right. I'd have to look at it because he had more hair than I saw him last time. He didn't have a short haircut. Now he's got, like, big hair. I don't know. I big don't fan know. of Ludacris. I mean, Alicia Keys is amazing. Well, look at you. You're street. Listen how street you are. Well, I pay attention. <laughs> well, that's how you get a show because you pay attention to stuff. See, I, I'm a big fan of the classic, the classic rock or country. I thought, let me just say this. I thought Reba McIntyre was awesome. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, no problem. So... I met her once. Reba McIntyre? At the Rock County Fair. When really? she was just getting started. Yep. This got to be like in the 80s. She It was. Mm-hmm. Thanks for dating me. <laughs> we didn't date. <laughs> I um, No, it was like early 80s, and she was just getting her start, and she was the uh, like entertainment at the Rock County Fair. She looks fantastic, by the way. Yeah, she does. Um, she's still touring, right? So I meant she... Uh, or does she not tour? You know what? I... Uh, she may do a smattering of shows here and there, but I don't think she's like in the circuit. Uh, apparently, the ice skating commercial was for the new electric Kia, Kia SUV, which is why, oh, okay. why, I, didn't, why I didn't pay any attention. Um, overall, I didn't like this commercial, but I chuckled on the booking um, when the giant champagne cork blasted through the window. Did I miss that one? Uh, yeah, that was. What was that? See, this is where it gets dicey. If you can't remember, you can remember bits and pieces of the commercial, but you can't remember what it's for. You've lost seven million dollars. Right. I mean, I seriously, I don't. I I remember the cork hitting the window. Yeah. But I don't know what it that was for. That didn't hit me at all. Um, the other one that a lot of people were talking about was the Kennedy ad. It was circa nineteen sixties. Man, that got some heat too. Well, for a couple of things. One, I mean, he's essentially going to be a third party candidate, which. You know, could disrupt the the two major parties, and we're not happy about that either. One, um, and two, his family is upset at some of the things he says, anti-vaccine and a few other right, right, crazy things. My opinion, um, and he actually issued an apology today because he didn't. His campaign didn't create the ad; it was created by a political action committee, and by law, he can't have anything to do with the political action committee. Oh. They created the ad. Now, it was clever. And it certainly echoed back to the the era of the 1960s, and anybody who's been around as long as me right. realized that that was the era of the Kennedys, right? Right, right. With tragic endings for both yeah. JFK and Bobby Kennedy. Uh-huh. Um, so I give him credit for taking a, a shot, right? Even though it's a, a, a PAC, Political Action Committee. It was interesting because it was different. But don't you think that he probably, he probably wrote, he had to write off on it. So, you know, he has to assume some responsibility for the heat that he's going to get. Sure. Because he didn't sign off on it. He can't have anything to do with that ad. You mean mean to tell me that they can't come to him and say, this is what we're planning, and he couldn't look at them and go, no? By law, no. Political action committees can run ads that have no oversight by the the candidate. That's kind of the way it works. That's why when you see elections, big elections, you see a lot of that crazy... Because the candidates and their campaigns, they don't, they're not involved in that. It's somebody who has a really strong opinion and has a lot of money and okay. they want to get their message out. And this, this is the new era of politics. This, oh God, I, we're in for such a nightmare. This is going to be some. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break here. Let's tee up a little politics because it was a crazy week last week. 
Yes. Yeah. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on politics today. I got plenty of time on my new show to do that. Political Power Hour debuting next Monday, nine o'clock. I know. I am sad because I love you for three hours. Well, so I'm going to jam three hours into an hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to jam a lot into a small hole. It's, it's going to be the radio shoehorn. Is that what we're yes, going to use? Yes. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. The guests, I've got about 36 rotating guests that are going to blow people's socks off. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk politics? <laughs> I can talk about anything you want. So if you have a little opening and you say, Carol, can you come in? I'm there. We'll have to think about that one. Carol Kane and Steve on this Monday edition, post-Super Bowl. We haven't even gotten to this big question that always swirls around. Should this be a, a national holiday? Yeah, it's President's Day. For work. Like me and you, every, most people. President's Day sort of is a holiday. It means no mail. and Is it no mail, no banks? Is that what it is? My first dog was born on this day, February 12th. How would you even remember that? I Listen, there's this whole dog thing. Never, don't get me started. We're doing that at ten oh eight. Okay, this whole dog thing is nutty. I have so much useless information in this head. Radio people that some people get mad when I say this. Radio people, I'm talking to you. Have a lot of knowledge. I have a little knowledge about a lot of things. Yes, they don't necessarily have a lot of knowledge about one thing. Well, and that will change in the 11 o'clock hour when Mr. Steve Palak shows up. Cause he's Today, got, yeah. yeah. he's got a lot of knowledge about music. He's got a lot jammed into that cranium. Yes, he does. Yeah, his gray matter is, must be very busy, Mr. Well, Steve Palak. If, if he's not eating, he's talking about music. Yeah, he's, he's culture, music, food, author. Right. Um, brilliant radio guy. What else are we missing? I mean, um, he's a businessman. Sold he's real a, estate for years, commercial real estate. Right. He's a devoted husband and grandfather. Yeah. A it's, Brewers fan extraordinaire. Yep, yep. Uh, he's got a place in Arizona. I think he goes for spring training. That was one of the best weddings I have ever been at in my life. At the ballpark, yeah. Had it at the ballpark, had the pictures of them dating on the Jumbotron, and everybody that came to the place, you got a hot dog and a beer before you went to the venue and sat down. That's cool. I think every wedding should do that, where, no matter where it is. It's really fun. Hot dogs and a beer so it gets you in the right mood. Yeah. Maybe that knocked down some of the political anger that people of faith seem to have. I don't know. See how I, w- I put that all together? Yeah. All right. Charlie is signaling break. I'm going to follow Charlie's lead here. I'm going to take a break on WTMJ. <laughs> Mixing it up on the music side. We had American Gigolo from Blondie, right. the soundtrack, Call Me. Post, is Post Malone? Is that who this is? Who is this? Ludacris. Ludacris. Oh, he was on stage with Usher. And I'm a fan, but I didn't recognize that song. No. He had a head of hair on him last night. He had a short haircut. He, he's, I haven't seen him in a while. See, we, I missed this part. Alicia, yeah, well, you were taking Lou home. <laughs> Honest to Pete. It's like, dude, I want to watch the halftime show. This will be a good segue into our next conversation. So did you watch the people asking if you watched the Puppy Bowl? I saw only bits and pieces. I mean, I saw I, I was watching it kind of on my phone. What's the I, I never watched the Puppy Bowl. What's the gist of the Puppy Bowl? It's just a bunch of puppies running around on a quote unquote fake football field. Hmm. Basically, that's what it is. So it's just, but, but, but it's just a bunch of puppies, all different kinds of puppies, just running around. Do you think we're obsessed with our dogs, people in this country? Uh, I think that there are people that are very, I'm very passionate about my dogs, mm-hmm. clearly, because I'm still sleeping on the couch, because Sydney can't go up the stairs. So um, 
which I know you think is nuts, but that's okay. I uh, You need it, one of those dog transporters that goes up the steps. I know, a little chair. Yeah. Get her in the little, little chair. Lift. The um I'm and I've always had dogs and I wanted to be a vet and I don't know if I'm going to get more after these guys because they're 13 and 12 respectively. That's up there for a dog and they're big dogs. So I don't know if I can go through that again. But um, that's what people say I should be doing with my time is that I should be volunteering for the Humane Society. Not a bad idea. Oh God, no! I can't put myself. Sure, they can use the help always. They can always use the help, but my house will be Noah's Ark. All right, so um, let me let's just tee it up now because we're going to go to break early because we apparently I missed the commercial, but I, I blame it on you because uh, I've been tight on my commercials lately. Charlie, Charlie would admit, producer Charlie would admit that I've been very tight. And then you come in, and all of a sudden the schedule's blown out through the blown. all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's been some commentary from an actress, Chloe Zavigny. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's in that new show, Capote versus the Swans. Yeah, which a lot of big high profile. I think Diane Lane's in there, and a lot of people, a lot of high profile actresses. So. Um, when you think about this, I I like dogs. Yes, not a fan of cats. I know. I am starting to see the the takeover of the dog people. Well, they are. Um, I think that there's a lot of liberty taken with certain dog people. Right. In the fact, like I like I, I was telling you off the air. When I was in Sam's Club, there was a couple pushing a puppy around. I'm like, well, you're yeah. in the food aisle. Dogs on leashes in stores. Dogs in restaurants now. You know it's getting bad because my ma- my Metro Mart has a big sign that says, "Only service dogs." Yeah, that no one cares about that. Dog owners don't care about any of that stuff. They'll take them on planes, even though they're not service animals. It's, it's dog people are taking over the world. So I'll read some quotes from the actress Chloe Zavigny. Okay, because she kind of echoes what I think. Okay, it's the takeover, the Fair. slow takeover. Okay, so we're gonna get into that one. We'll, we got a bunch of other fun topics, including <laughs> would you let your airline weigh you? Oh God. Uh, I just I, got weighed at my physical, so I got no problem with it. But I, uh, uh, I'll tell you a story. Also, for all the folks out there, yes, President's Day is next week. Oh, right. it is next Monday, I believe. Yeah. Oh, this is Lincoln's birthday. Is that what it is? Nineteenth is President's Day. Yeah, That's my understanding. All right, a break here for news. All news station, right? All right. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. That would be me, also alongside Carol Kane, radio legend. I'm going to have two radio legends in the studio in less than an hour. Yes. Well, that's kind of a loose term. I mean, we just... How about we... Uh, it's on like, your mug, for Pete's sake. Well, your you wife about? made that for me. It says Radio Legend right on the mug. I'm just um, reading out the mug. It's either Radio Legend or Bad Penny that we can't get rid of. <laughs> Let me ask you this question since yeah. you brought up pennies. This has nothing to do with what we're going to talk okay. about. You see a one penny laying on the ground. I pick or, it up. I never touch them. I pick it I up. I don't know where that penny's been. I, I, I still pick it up. Why? I don't know. It's a compulsion. I just pick it up. I, I literally, I mean, I get pennies when if, if I rare and I rarely buy anything with cash anymore because it's dumb. But <laughs> this what? is not our this is not our time. It's stupid. I, I pay cash for what everything. What I love about debits and a great bank. I have educators and the great record keeping they have. Every purchase I make is doc, is documented. Every purchase, and then at the end of the month or end of the year, I can see what I spent my money on. Cash, uh, you got a recollection, but you don't know. 
That's what your brain is for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, if right now, in my purse, I'll bet you. 100 pennies? No, <laughs> but I got a couple of hundred bells, a couple of hundred Look dollars. you for the cameras. Look, this what is what do you got I, there? You got any honeys in there? Is that all 20s and 5s? Let me see what you got. Oh, the Benjamin. That's how I roll. What, That's how, what do you do with that kind of cash? I buy things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I always have cash on me. Always. I feel naked if I don't. All right. That's a topic for a different day. But We're... that's dumb. What? According to you. Yeah. It is. My opinion. And I, I'm an opinion show. Okay. All right. So I love dogs. Yes, I know. I don't do. have a dog. I know. I grew up with a beagle for like 16 years. I know. Yeah. I love that dog. Uh, even though it almost broke my ankle once. It did break my ankle. Um, running home from church. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Damn dog runs up, snaps the old. That was it. What? That's the story. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Wait, running home from church, my dog, beloved dog, wipes me out on my concrete driveway. Ouch. Yeah. Did you break anything? My ankle. Oh. Yeah. Sort of. Crack. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Um, well, we kind of we are. So I love dogs. Yes. Can't stand cats. Don't see a purpose for them. I know people that love cats love them, and which is fine. Do your own thing. I'm, I'm, I've just been called dumb and stupid now because no, I'm I love not cats. Saying that. I didn't say that. I love cats. That's my opinion. So I have said quite frequently over the last few years, dogs are are kind of taken over. Well, by taking over, what do you mean? They're in our restaurants now. They're in our bars now. They're in our grocery stores now. I'm not a fan of people, and I, I know anyone who does this should be ticketed immediately if a, if a law enforcement professional sees them. People driving with a big dog in their lap, no, well, automatic yeah, ticket, automatic ticket. In my world, yeah, I'm I'm stop doing agree- that. I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, it's dangerous. So, again, love dogs. So the actress Chloe Zavigny, who I, I kind of know from um, Big Love, the show that was on HBO, which is a fantastic show. Sure, had to do with Mormons and all that stuff. Right. Um, she made this comment. Apparently, she lives in New York City. And now you'll have to help me on this one, because she says, every, this is a direct quote, everybody's in Lululemon. That's a store. Okay, so she, I think she's meaning, like, what they're wearing. like. Well, the, the I, I, probably. What is it, like, athletic wear? What is it, like, tights? Yeah, I would okay. say it's kind of in that. And everybody has a, and I have to, I have to edit this, an effing dog, and it's driving me crazy. I'm sorry, dog lovers, there are too many of you. Your thoughts, Carol Kane, dog lover? Well, I think that there are... If you're a responsible dog owner, I have no issues with you. Where I have define a, responsible, where you know your dog's on a leash, you don't let people just willy nilly come up to your dog without asking first if they can pet your dog. You pick up after your dog. You know if the dog poops, pick it up. That's all. The, that's all. Make sure they're well fed. You don't tie them out and let them just sit outside. Um, I have always made it uh, very clear that my dogs, I call them my kids. I'll walk in this morning, this afternoon, and I'll go, hey, kids. And they become a part of my family. Um, they're all rescues. All my dogs are rescues. I just think that there are a lot of irresponsible people and taking them into places where they do not belong. You know, not everybody wants to be around a dog. Not everybody can be around a dog. People have allergies, you know, it would be like me walking around with a snake around my neck, thinking everybody wants to pet the snake. I mean, it's very Freudian, I know, but I, it's just it's just weird. I just think you just 
you got to read the room. So I don't live in New York City, and I, I don't go to places where there's a lot of people like walking their dogs. There's, I know there's places for that. There's parks now where you can do all that, which is great. Right. I don't necessarily love, though, the fact that dog owners, sometimes multiple dogs, two or three. I have two. Take over public areas like they own them, and I, especially when they're unleashed, which but, is a no-go in my that's, opinion. That's a no-go as far as I'm concerned. You cannot sit there at a park and not have your dog on a leash because you don't know how people are going to react. And there are some, like Beauregard thinks everybody needs to meet him. And I'm just like, no, dude, get over here. Now, there's an, an enforcement thing that I want to kind of tie into this because uh, I've heard this from two people that I, I respect, and, and I think they know what they know. There used to be a thing called when when your dog bit somebody viciously. Yes. More more often than not, your dog was taken away and euthanized. I I agree with you. Yes, yeah. I remember those days. Yes. What I've heard from two different professionals is that law has been dumbed down or not enforced anymore. I would say yes, probably. But at the same time, too, um it's not even just a human bite. I my dog, Sydney, was attacked by a by a bulldog, grabbed around the neck. I was wrestling with this dog. It had just slipped out of the house, and the owner was very apologetic. But still, you know, you just don't want that to happen to your dog either. Here's why I bring it up. Yeah. Because I think it's safe to say, and I can look up the numbers, but I, I'm going to use the anecdotal evidence. Wherever you are, there are more dogs than ever. Grocery stores. I was at the pharmacy not too long ago, and there's a person with a dog on a leash. It's like, like why is the, why do those two things go together? And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a dog owner anymore. Yeah, okay. Are people unwilling to leave their dogs at home by themselves? Are the dogs that unstable? They I think a lot of people have that issue. What is the problem? Because my dog used to spend hours by itself. Yeah. It, was a, it was a perfectly well-adjusted dog. Well, I like, for example, at my party yesterday. My dogs were at home. <laughs> I did not feel the need. No, my girlfriend, Mary, she knows both my dogs. She loves both my dogs. But I would no more bring my dogs into that party than the man in the moon. And I knew they're 12 and 13 for Pete's sakes. They're sleeping. That's what they're doing. They're camping out on their bed in the living room, and that's they're out. I had no worries about them whatsoever. None. I knew they'd be fine. Texter says dogs are better than people. I think a lot of people feel that way, too, just because it's unconditional love. If you treat your dog well, it is unconditional love. That last part is important, though, because I know there's a lot of knuckleheads running around because I see people's behavior every day, whether it's driving like a NASCAR race driver on the freeway, right, right. being rude to people in rest stores and restaurants, just being idiots wherever, social media, it's certainly, you know, there's people saying insane things yesterday about the Super Bowl. Like, why do you, why do you have so much hate in you? I, so listen, why would you think those people would be well-adjusted dog owners? Well, but I think that's probably, in all honesty, I think certain people gravitate towards dogs because they don't like people. Maybe it's because no one likes them, and that's the only thing that will give them unconditional love because people are sick and tired of their attitude and their dumb things they say. I, um, I'm not, I will say this, I'm not a fan of those retractable leashes just because a lot of people don't reel it in if I'm walking back with my dogs if i'm walking past with my dogs um but uh, to each his own i guess but that's that's my thing you have to be responsible and you have to like i can't tell you how many times i walk past a bag of poop sitting on the side of the road and it's like 
okay, I, I guess I should be glad you picked it up, but then get it out of here. Yeah, you've almost created another problem, which is waste. <laughs> you know, right. Human waste or dog waste, and now it's a trash issue. Well, and I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that because I, my, Sydney is big and fluffy, and Beauregard is just the tails going all the time. But I have kids all the time that will come up to me and go, can I pet your dog? And I will reel them in, and I'll go, where's your parents? And I make sure, I said, is it okay if they pet my dog? They're, Sydney was a therapy dog, and Beauregard doesn't have any teeth. So <laughs> he gums his food. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in Alabama. But... um I make sure that their parents are aware that they have approached me and want to pet the dog and that these dogs are are good. So I just there are just a lot of irresponsible people. 855-616-1620, the WTMJ talking text line. Your thoughts. Am I too far over my skis on this one? Is Carol right? The right attitude. I, I see what this country has become. And if it's this way now, it's in my opinion, it's just going to get worse because people can't. On planes now, it's hard to fly anywhere without having multiple people with dogs. And these are not service animals. These are just their pets. They've, they've found clever vests for them. They put, you know, fake, right. fake claims on these dogs. Well, you can get fake vests that say service yeah. dog. And to be honest, there's that enforcement piece. I, I, I think that's the reality. Dogs are taking over the world. I'm not necessarily a fan of the idea. We'll see what you have to say. 855-616-1620. That's next. Everybody's letting their damn dogs out because they're running all over the place. Oh, God, this song brings back memories. Yeah? It was my son's favorite song. He played it all the time. Really? All the time. Who's the artist on that? I don't know the artist. I know the song, but I don't know the artist. I can't remember. It's like the Super Bowl commercials where you know it's a funny commercial, but you don't know who the advertiser was. Then you've wasted your money. $7 million for 30 seconds. Tex joins us from the great state of Florida. Hi, Tex. Good morning. Well... I'm a dog lover. Okay. Absolutely, positively. And I'll take mine in a hardware store, like a farm store or something, but um, not a grocery store, or a department store, and certainly not a restaurant. What kind of dog do you have? And I'm actually in the middle of... Um, we have one that's like an Australian Shepherd mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, two weeks ago, I just had to put down my, oh. my pit bull. It's a pit bull mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of... <laughs> For the last week and a half, I've been sitting here looking for a replacement dog for her. Mm. But as a pit bull, she, you know, they get a bad name. I mean, the only thing she would do to you is bother you to keep petting her. She's never right. ever been slightly aggressive. I say this about, pit, get a bad name. I say this about pit bulls, Tex. The breed isn't bad. It's the people that raise them to be bad that are the problem. You agree? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Tex. You, so you had a couple dogs. Um would you drive around with the dog in your lap in your car? See, every time I see somebody doing that, that is ridiculous. That upsets me. And I said, I thought the same thing you do. Anytime a cop sees a dog sitting on your lap, they need to be pulled over and get a, given a ticket. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, there's no reason for that whatsoever. I don't care if it's a small dog, big dog, what size dog, how well trained. Absolutely never. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Tex. I was like yeah. talking to Tex from Florida. I mean, I'll put my dogs in the car, and but they're in the back seat. And it, then who lets them out? <laughs> Bob from Waukesha joins Hi, Bob. us. Happy day after the Super Bowl, Bob. Hi, Carol. Hi, Steve. I, I think 
I think Barry Manilow sang that song, by the way. <laughs> no, that's uh, wrong, Bob, but thanks for the suggestion. Okay, I've been wrong once or twice before in my oh, life. Oh, really? As, know, as a Bears fan, you think you'd be right all the time, because they all tell me they're all, they know everything about everything. Yeah, well, mm. you, you didn't read my text, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. It, you know, I want to remind you and Carol that uh, Archbishop Jerome Listecki, it's been announced that he's turning 75, and that's the age requirement for retirement. Mm-hmm. And I pulled my pastor aside the other day, and I said, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if you'd stop lying to me because I know he's being forced to retire because he's a Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown fact about Archbishop Lestecki, Bears fan. Well, I know it. Yeah, you know it. All right, so what do you, what's your thoughts on on dogs, Bob? Well, number one, I, I, I no longer have dogs. had dogs my whole life. Uh, but I, I like dogs. I, I, I like pets. Uh, it should be the law. I don't think it is the law in the state of Wisconsin for them to be in the laps of a driver. Uh, but but there are many laws in the state of Wisconsin uh, that should be uh, implemented and enforced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's start with let's start with motorcycle helmet laws. Let's start there. Uh, let those who ride decide. So that's uh, and I know that's not popular, but yeah, I'm sorry. All I'm, right. I'm a motorcyclist my whole life. So, all right, Bob, you've been a longtime fan of the show and, and a longtime listener, so you have street cred. So, I'm gonna. I think you're. You know, some of that is right. I think. Look, and thanks for the call, Bob. I understand law enforcement's busy. They're not going to enforce all this stuff. No, they they can't. They're over. They're overtaxed as it is. Well, with but with smartphones, which aren't that smart, and and dogs, and running on the drive, jumping on the let's. Can we be smarter about driving, just generally? Just put them in the back seat. And at this particular, uh, uh, who let the dogs out was the Baja men. Um, the you even have seat belts for dogs that you can install. Yeah, which makes sense, right? Right. Well, if you love that dog so much, why wouldn't you protect the dog? Protect it. Yeah. So we got to take a quick break. You got one more segment. I think we got Spano coming up at ten thirty ish. So we'll find out if that's going to happen. I think he is. He was he was gone last week, but Dave loves to come on, and we love talking to him. And yeah. Certainly a lot of news to talk about when it comes to our finances and the economy. That's conversation coming up in a few minutes. She's Carol. I'm Steve. WTMJ. Let's squeeze Al from Sherman Park talking about dogs and restaurants and on people's laps. And I don't like it. Al from Sherman Park. Hey, Al. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Carol. Hi. Um, I was a former chef kitchen manager i could not stand to see dogs uh, in foods around food um i know some people have service animals those are marked but the emotional pet thing that's not working for me no um and then the other thing uh about four decades ago i was a meter reader and every dog that nipped at my pants leg or got crazy the owner would go oh I don't know what happened. He usually <laughs> loves people. You never know how your dog is going to react right. around someone else. Yeah, and I, I've known people have some serious disfigurement because they were bitten by a dog. Of the face, arms, uh, it, it just doesn't work. So, uh, be a responsible pet owner. Keep it on a leash, um, and also keep it out from around food service. I appreciate that. Al. Al with a lot of common sense. I, I don't disagree well, with anything he said. You may think that your dogs are the nicest dogs on the planet, but they have a space. 
And if you really invade that space, they're going to lash out at you. So you got to be careful. Uh, last text, I'm going to break, and then uh, Dave Spano will be, will be joining us from Annex Wealth Management. I don't care. This is from the 608. I don't care for dog owner entitlement. I'm glad you love your dogs. Please understand that many of us don't share those affections. Exactly. That would be the, the right. Right, exactly. Yeah, right temperament. All right, after the break, Dave Spano, Annex Wealth Management. Always love talking to Dave. We do it every Monday. That's next. Oh, whenever you hear that song, you know what's coming I know. next. The one, the only, Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, President and CEO. Hi, Dave Spano. Hello. How's it going this morning? I am wonderful. Carol Kane alongside as well. Hi, Special, Dave. Special Hi. edition. All right, Dave Spano. First, I got to get your Super Bowl comments because I know you're, you're a sports fan. What would you think? Well, I I did say while I was watching the game, if uh, if San Francisco has all of these empty trips, you know that Pat is going to come down and be the star, and that's exactly what happened. They let, they let him hang around. Greatest he, of all time, back. people are saying, although you know Tom Brady might disagree. Yeah, well, you know, it was good to see Tom Brady in with J-Lo and, uh, and Ben Affleck, and that was a good ad. I, I love that ad. I thought that, was, I thought that was a slam dunk winner of the whatever competition yeah. there is. All right, all right. Dave Spano, the markets, as you predicted a long time ago on this program, this very program, setting records. Dave Spano, will that continue? <laughs> well, it, it, it will eventually. You can ask me when that's going to happen. Yeah, when's no, that going to happen, you know, Dave? Yeah, so I, I, I did say, you know, those round numbers, you know, they're kind of a big magnet in the fact that we were headed uh, upwards, and, and that's exactly what happened for lots of reasons. Uh, most importantly, the Federal Reserve and earnings were, were driving that forward. And now we're kind of seeing a little bit of FOMO kick in here, which is the fear of missing out. People are coming back in and uh, trying to chase this thing. You know, those mag- Magnificent Seven is clearly the story, and it conti- continues to be the story. You know, those big seven represent about 28% of the market cap, just those seven stocks. But their earnings are there. Their earnings are, have been significant, up over 29%. And that is compared to the other uh, S&P 493 stocks, if you will, which was about a 1.9%. So it is continuing to be the story because of AI and everything that's connected to it. But those names, you know, Google and NVIDIA and the rest, are, continue to be the story. The I word was a big uh, topic of the last several years and, uh, you know, recession and all that. So the first big inflation report is set to come out. Is it this week or next week? Well, there was one that came out last week that sure, sure, it said that the CPI is continuing to stay high. You know, and the reason why we're continuing to watch that is we said think about the job numbers that are out there. Even though there are still nine million jobs, you know, down from eleven or twelve, that is still out there, and that is putting pressure on wages, and that's really what's making this last mile of inflation really tough to tame. You know, there was the easy part got knocked out, and you know, we were at nine nine percent. 9.8%, and that came down to around 2 to 3%. But the, the the last part, this last mile, if you will, is going to be sticky because of wages continue to be there. Wage growth was still over 4.5%, a lot of job openings. And so that continues to be the, the issue that we're going to have to watch because that, that means that they may not get to their target. That means that the Fed may keep interest rates higher for longer. That is what we have said, as you remember, last year. They want to tame this. And how are they going to tame that? They're going to try to keep it up. Uh, interest rates up. But, you know, they were too late to the game last time. Will they be too late to the game in, in, in reverse when they pivot? That is something we're going to watch, and they could slow down the economy significantly. Hey, what's the Bitcoin situation at this particular juncture? I, you know, for a while, that's all everybody was talking about. Are they? St- is it still a popular thing to invest in? 
It's it's still popular, but it's not really what's driving this, Carol. I mean, Bitcoin is is part of the conversation. There are certainly people who love that stuff, and uh, but it, you know, and we look at people's portfolios. It's a generally smaller percentage of their portfolios. The real story, of course, is how does it fit into your financial plan? And you know, this Bitcoin thing, it, it could be you know, it's good cocktail fodder, but is it really part of your your main conversation? It shouldn't be your financial plan and what you own in your portfolio is really the story. Dave Spinal joining us from Annex Wealth Management, president and CEO. You can also hear Money Talk Saturday mornings right here on WTMJ. There's still a pretty significant number of people that look at our economy, economists, uh, and about a quarter of them still look in terms look at this year in terms of a recession. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's about 40%, 30 to 40% of economists are still suggesting that's going to happen. Of course, you have to see GDP be negative, and that's why I said last year until we see some negative in some significant slowing in GDP, that's not going to happen because the generally accepted definition is two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. And so we haven't had one. In fact, the last quarter alone was three over 3%. So that means the economy is growing. And as it grows, that means that we're, what are they going to do? The Federal Reserve is going to have to keep rates higher. Now, there is a lagging effect to what they have done. As we all know, they raised rates uh, for about a year and a half from 0% or what they used to call ZERPA, zero interest rate policy, up to 5.5%, and they're keeping it there. The 10-year Treasury is about 150 basis points lower or 1.5% lower than that. So there has to be some equilibrium for that to happen. If that doesn't, that means they will slow down the economy. Does it happen in front of the election? That'll be interesting. Uh, or does it happen in 2025? Uh, right now, we do expect the Fed to, ra- to lower rates before the election, you know, they, they, they say they want to be apolitical, but that is going to be part of the conversation. If they lower rates in front of 2020, uh, the 2024 elections, does that keep GDP positive? So it's about, it's about a one-third to 40% chance that we still will get a recession uh, in late this year or into 2025. Um, this was from the text. I'm not sure. It kind of came through garbled, but the importance, I guess they're asking the, the question of when you think about investments that you're making, whether that's by yourself, uh, a sole investor, or with a, a financial planner, the importance of investing in companies that pay dividends. Yeah, so there's no doubt that dividends are a big part of a portfolio. Historically, they represent about 50% of the returns. So hmm. uh, buying companies that pay dividends, certainly, and then reinvesting those dividends is certainly a great part of the story. And there's all kinds of exchange trade funds, mutual funds. If you want to buy those on your own, you feel free to do that. But make sure it's part of your portfolio. Both the questions about should I just buy Bitcoin or should I just buy dividend-paying stocks is really not is an incomplete picture. And that is the reason all of the thousands of families that come in and see us, that is the reason we go through this process, because everyone has a different story. You know, Even though our, our ages may be the same, what you own, what your risk tolerance is, what your job is paying you, all of that changes the inputs. So you have to go through the, this process, as you know better than anybody, Steve, and go through it and make sure you know what you own, why it's in your portfolio, how much you're paying for it. All of these questions are things that we, that we answer. And then we put it up on the screen and say, all right, what if? What if the market goes down 20%? What if you want to buy uh, you know, a condo in Florida? All of these things, and we start plugging those things in. So we customize the financial plan, and we customize the portfolio, and that's really what clients are looking for. What are we looking at when it comes to credit card debt in this nation at this particular juncture? Steve and I kind of differ a little bit because I'm, I'm a cash girl. I like to pay cash. I hate putting stuff on my credit card and then getting the bill at the end of the month and going, crap, I didn't know I spent all that. So It works, works well if you pay your balance every month. If you don't pay your balance, you're going to get hammered. 
Right. So Carol just said, "Cash, cash." You know, you're you're rolling around with hundies. In your, in your <laughs> she showed phone. me her hundies <laughs> before Dave Spano. <laughs> <laughs> hundies, folks. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, he said hundies, not undies. Let's yeah, make sure yeah. that yeah. We, I got that from my wife sure when I when I see her bankroll in Vegas. Hundies, <laughs> hundies. But right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I get... the, the debt's up. Yeah, it's it's over a trillion dollars. It's a big number, and it's continuing to go up. And so economists are looking at. It. I think it's a good question, Carol, for sure. And and the reason. Why it's starting to do that is because you had all the stimmy money, right? The stimulus money that went out, and people went through that. And now that they've gone through it, they're starting to collect debt, and that is usually the beginning of a slowdown. When you start to see debt build up, uh, that is something we certainly have to watch. And it's it's now over a trillion dollars. Certainly have to keep eye, keep an eye on it. I think it's a relevant question. And last thing for you, Dave. Anything else on your radar for the end of February or as we roll into March? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure we want to see the Bucks start playing defense. That's a, that's <laughs> yes. a big part of the they story. Are, their defense has improved, actually. That's hilarious. <laughs> they have. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, there's there's certainly the Federal Reserve, what they're going to do. They're probably not going to see anything through February. Obviously, a March meeting will likely see something. You know, there's, they're going to start to change their parameters. Uh, then, of course, the big story right now and everything we're looking at is really what's the, the earnings reports that are coming out. You know, the big bellwether companies are coming out for, like, Caterpillar. And, and when you start to see good earnings reports, you start to see follow through but again trees don't grow to the sky at some point you have to go through your portfolio and make some and trim some of that and go through your portfolio why do you own what is in your portfolio how did it get there do you know what you're paying we had people came in the other day and they were paying substantial fees in these annuities they did not know about it so make sure you know what you own go through and get a customized financial plan and a customized portfolio that's what annex does every day and by the way if we have a number of events coming if you want to go to annex wealth.com slash events we're in madison we're in brookfield we're in appleton we're traveling we're going to put on a bunch of shows yeah and if you have any questions uh, annexwealth.com is a great resource and uh, having utilized their services for a couple of years i enthusiastically endorse not just dave he's the ceo and president but his teammates are incredible absolutely incredible out there appreciate that thank you absolutely dave spano every monday is here on wtmd Thanks, thank you dave. dave all right guys nice to hear from you carol thank all right. you Really hit a hot button with that dog topic people keep sending in. I mean, basically everyone's saying what I'm saying. And I know there's dog lovers. Right. And there's dog lovers who don't have dogs that just are asking for, for some semblance of common sense, right? We don't necessarily... That's all you're asking If for. I want to have a dog around me all the time, I'll get a dog. Right. But I don't want to have to have a dog laying next to me while I'm eating at a restaurant because I probably won't go to that restaurant again. I... Well, if you know ahead of time that this is a dog-friendly place, you're probably not going to go if you don't want to be around dogs with your food. Um, I just don't... Yeah, Let's just say this. <laughs> your dogs need a break from you, too. Yeah. You know, seriously, when I walked out this morning, you could tell that they were going to be happy and have a nice little nap. And then it, it, uh, when I walk in the door, Beauregard comes bounding in like... I can't believe she made it home. <laughs> they never know you're coming back, apparently. <laughs> right. No. And you know, you know the other big thing? Your kids need a break from you, too. Yeah. I, every now and then, the dog needs a break, man. This is a classic one. Now, I don't shop at all. I hate shopping. Yes, I know. Thankfully, my wife loves shopping, so it works out great. It works out fine. And she tells me this, and I'm like, I don't get this. And I understand there's, it's challenging to get people to watch your kids, and, and hopefully you have a spouse or a partner that can do that for you, but... Somebody in a grocery store hauling around five kids trying to do their shopping, and the kids are in everybody's business and knocking stuff off the break. And it's like, 
What are you doing here? You can't find any other time to shop without the five kids that are trailing you in the store? I think my favorite story in relation to that is I um the, I saw a woman and she was part she was with the the big you know there's shopping cart that looks like a car and she had two kids in there and the one her looked like her oldest was on the floor pretending he was swimming <laughs> in the middle of the aisle I'm like lady what are you do first of all why are you letting your kid on the floor with people that have been trans and on the service dog thing, because this is a great text, um, great show question. Can I get an orange vest for my bottle of gin and call it my service gin and take it on the plane? That's from Dave. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, what's the limit on this stuff? It, it's gotten to a, a ridiculous level. Ridiculous level. I don't want somebody walking in with a cockatoo either. You know, no, put the bird in a cage. No. Come on. I'm surprised I actually, actually haven't heard from people who defend, like, being able to take their dog anywhere. I haven't had, I haven't gotten a lot of that in the text line. Well, I once again, no. Too much common sense. People are, yeah. Yeah, no, don't. My dogs love a break from me. They do. I can tell by looking at them. It's just like, can you go someplace, please? Now you have two cats. I don't have any cats anymore. Oh, you had cats. I had cats. I had. What is uh, the thing with cats? Like they have a different existence than dogs. And I, I've never owned a cat, but I've been around them, and I don't like them. Um, they do their own thing. Well, it, they kind of coexist, but they're not really involved in the family for the most part. Well, see, but that's that's not true. No, if not you true? if you raise your cats like you raise like my my uh, Aldo and Webster, they were brothers, and they would come when you called them. They were like dogs. I could go Aldo, Webby, and they right there, right there. So it depends on how you raise them. You make them what the, you make them what you want them to be. To so my general perception of dogs versus cats, dogs. If you said, um, "Hey, Skippy, you want to do this?" Dog is enthusiastically yes. Yeah. Cats, whatever muffin or whatever you call your cat. <laughs> hell no, I'm not doing that. What do you stop bothering me? That's the cat response. I'm not doing that. What are you stupid? Leave me alone. Uh, but cat see, response. They, uh, my, my, all six of mine, they played with us. They love to be around. So you think us. it's how? So you're saying it's actually how you nurture? I do. I think so. Interesting. If you if you get them as it's harder if you adopt an adult cat because they already have established a personality. But if you get a kitten, you can make sure that you snuggle with them and you make them want to be around True you. True or false? Yeah. Dogs think their humans are smarter. Cats think they're smarter than their humans. Well, I'll tell you what, um, in a weird way, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because my elder was the greatest mouser on the planet. Yeah. And he, you know, because we have field mice that get in. And I, that's why I say him. over and over again, I've said this for years, cats are stone-cold killers. Well, I saw something on National Geographic, the yeah. channel. Yeah. And the domesticated cat is the number one killer in the cat world. Mm-hmm. Number one, because mm-hmm. they just randomly do it. Yeah. Not for food, not for anything. They just randomly do How it. How come that's not getting any press? Just saying. i got to take a break here. Uh, Tom, we'll try to get to your call after the break. Just talking about a few things different. You know, we we're going to do politics. And we got plenty of other things to talk about. I'll, I'll get to the politics. i got a whole show devoted to politics starting next Monday. Nine to ten. You yep. haven't heard. Political Power Hour. Expanded edition. Uh-huh. Right here on WTMJ. Dogs and cats living together. People, too. I got opinions. You do, too. 
I just think it's it's just how you raise them. It's like a kid. Exactly. You put nothing into your kid is going to be a kid that you're going to have a juvenile delinquent. Right. Tom joins us from the Berlin. Hey, Tom. Hi. Yeah, I'm, I I do love dogs. I I don't have a dog right now, but I did have one for ten years. And yeah, I agree. I don't want other dogs. And I didn't take my dog to a restaurant or a store. Um, two things I want to say is I have a friend of mine with a dog with long hair, and the dog rolls in the grass and gets number two on its on its fur. <laughs> right, it's an right. animal. Yeah. I don't want that. Now here I want to say as a solution. My dog loved to run, and I'm going to work out. I'm going to go running today. And um, do something that your dog really enjoys. Go running with your dog. It's great for your your health as well. Americans need exercise. And um, if you can't run, take them to a dog park. We were at Manuka Park hiking. We saw the dog park yesterday. Um, was it busy? That's the thing. Dogs love, all, dogs love to run. Was the dog park dog bu- really enjoys. Was the dog park busy, Tom? No, it wasn't. It was probably oh. too cold, and the hiking trails were not either. We only saw two couples, and... Um, and they were they were they were in shape too. <laughs> Has to do with it to go yeah, hiking. Absolutely, get those dogs moving. I think that makes good well, sense. and you got to be careful at the dog parks though too. You really do. I mean, what I goes want... on there? I don't go to dog parks. Well, why would you? You don't have a dog. I mean, it'd be weird if I went. I didn't have a dog. It what? would be weird. Although um, I've heard that it's, it's a matchmaking place. Have well, you ever heard this? No. Yeah, like people hook up. They they find each other on these that they both have dogs. So they they it's either coffee shop or dog park. Your thoughts, Kevin? Listen, I, my thoughts? I've been married for 38 years. I've been out of that realm for a long time. But you have to be careful in the dog parks because you have to make sure that your dog is sociable mm-hmm. and well-behaved. Because you can't, because the dog park, you let them go and you let them run. And um, if you've got an aggressive animal, it's going to be a problem. So there, that's right. my speech. So we got a big hour coming up. I know. I just saw him. I'm so happy. Uh, another radio legend. So I'm going to be bombarded with radio legends. Carol Kane, <laughs> Steve Pallack, who's been in radio for a long yeah. time. He's retired now, sort of, but he's still working his butt off. Yeah. Um, he's involved in everything. That's why I kind of wanted to have him for this hour, because he always has a comment about the Super Bowl and the ads and uh, food. I want to I hear what he ate for his... Because you were... Com- weren't you commenting on what he was eating? I saw his Facebook posting, yeah. and it was... Uh, to say it was impressive is... Is understatement. Would it be safe to call him a connoisseur of fast food? He does eat a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and how is he so thin, by the way? How does that work for him? Well, because he takes his dog Luke for walks. Okay, so you tied it all together. Wonderful. That's why she's a legend, Carol Kane. All right, we'll take a break for news. Kane, Palak, Scafidi, whatever that means, after this. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Thank you, Big Boy Sky. Yes, Monday, day after the Super Bowl. It's kind of a special special week, last week of this show, before I shift gears into politics, political power hour next Monday. And I wanted to have... You're going to miss me. I know you are. <laughs> she didn't even wait till I was done. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side of the studio, make sure there's, there's Mike, Steve Pallack, a longtime friend and, and radio guy. Yeah. Morning. I wanted to have both of you guys in it because you have a lot of time spent on radio. What, what's the total? I want to get it right. So how many years? I'm you... 45. I'm about 50. <laughs> that is insane. It is. I don't know if you could, can you find two people in this market that have a combined, have 95 years? Uh, I said a... 75 the other day. I was clearly off. Right. There's a couple. 
it's it's rare, but yeah. When you start measuring things in decades, <laughs> it's not right? even worth it anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know, every now and then I look in the mirror and I go, I see every single yeah, decade well, on my face. That reality doesn't change for uh, for any of us. But I, I wanted to do something special on this Monday, and I, I thank Steve for coming in. And yeah, we've, we've done all kinds of things before. We talked about Super Bowls, which we'll do today. We talked about uh, food, which right. you are like the consummate. Food culture guy in the world. Bourbon. Bourbon, yes. You're an expert on bourbon. We can always talk about business. That's how we first met. Yeah, because he works for a commercial real estate company. Right. He's a renaissance man. I said that on the show Friday. He People call me a renaissance man. Oh, no, my friend. Yeah. Steve Palak. Let me tell you, though, I am so lazy and tired right now. <laughs> and you guys were talking about dogs. My dog, Luke, is just about to be 12 years old. So the other day, the doorbell rings. And when he was a puppy, he would have ran through Gilbert Brown to get to that door. <laughs> he just raises his head and looks at me, and I look at him because I'm thinking, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and the two of us are just sitting there. Neither of us moved. Well, you're in, the, you're in the comfortable stage. Oh, for sure, yeah. 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 And, and that's the key to retirement, I think, yeah. is not stopping doing things it's doing what you want to do so i i'm glad to be here today well and you know steve and i go way back right and he for some reason hooked into me and my weird eating habits (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we go off like so speaking of gilbert brown he took me to jake's deli and we did the gilbert brown challenge which was an entire loaf of bread filled with corned beef and who happened to be there Gilbert Brown. Oh, he was there that day. He, he was, was there. Yeah, yeah, he was there. And I remember he put his hand on my shoulder. He says, you go, girl. <laughs> like, you're going to make a What is the this. fascination with food like that? Like fast food. Fast food. Yeah. yeah. Because when I was a little kid, my mom was from London. And uh, people from Britain are notoriously bad cooks. My mom grew up in Oxford, England. So. See? Now, yeah. did you eat good food as a kid? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to me, McDonald's was cuisine. Oh, that was, wow. that was, that was a great that was a treat. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's in my DNA to this day. I don't care if I won the lottery today. I'd still go to Taco Bell once a week. Really? For sure. I, how, do you, how do you stay thin? That's the thing. Do you work out like a maniac? Not like a maniac. I do work out, but I believe it to be worrying. I worry what so are you much. About? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm always like, like who's behind me? What's coming up next? What's going to happen? There, I burn so many calories by worrying. I would have never thought that about you. Oh yeah, I you know I don't take anything for granted. Last year, I think maybe to the day I was with you guys on yeah. the morning after the Super Bowl, yeah. and you know I had my little notebook because. During the game, I was jotting down notes about all the commercials, and then I was eating during the game, so I ate more than I normally would because I'd eat during the commercials. But last year, I brought that book with me, and I don't know if you remember this, I, as a joke, had a piece of pizza. Yes. In the book, I opened it up, it fell that's down. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're on the radio, <laughs> but that's the thing is that, see, I would never talk down to my listeners. I never take them for granted. I will go the extra distance and even use props on the radio. Yes, and it was good, even for radio. It was, I, I was looking at your face. You don't belong to Facebook anymore, but Steve posted something yesterday during the Super Bowl, and I, was it just you with all that food? No, there were a few people over. 
But am I wrong? Didn't I used to? You had Super Bowl parties, correct? Yes. Yeah, I was at your house. He had a live band in his living room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was insane. It was like that Packers band, right? That that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, from the old uh, Larry McCarran show. Yeah, crazy. So I, is that how you consume Super Bowls? In the oh. group now, it was I, yeah. it was food everywhere. It was like food babies. They were it's just covered the whole. Well, think about this: it's Super Sunday. I mean, to me, is my favorite day of the year. You have football. You have commercials. I love nothing more than watching TV. You have friends. I can do without that, but that, you know, <laughs> that's fine. And then food. Yeah. And so much of it revolves around food. So I ordered Uber Eats from six different places yesterday. All right, so let's take a break. I want to hear about all that. Okay. I, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore for the most part, except for the work stuff. But I want to hear what that looked like or <laughs> hear what that sounded like, tasted like, looked like from my friend Steve Pallet, Carol Kane, also in studio on this Final Monday of this edition of this show. I'll be back with a new show next week. Same hour, 9, nine to 10. Uh, quick break here on WTMJ. Fun hour hanging out with my friend Steve Pallack, radio legend, Carol Kane, also of that ilk. All right, so you set it up for us. You, um, you went a different, sort of a different way. You ordered all your food in for your Super Bowl party. Right. I wanted a charcuterie board. Uh, and I thought my wife was not going to be home. Uh, I was going to take a big piece of plywood and just throw food right on it. Garage. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. And she's, well, because she was there, she said, oh, you have to cover it. And I ordered from Popeyes, Sobelman's, Famous Dave's, Bel Air Cantina, Zafiro's, and Portillo's. Wow, that's a nice mix. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, like, yeah. what kind of stuff are you talking about? Like, oh, what, what food? Like, uh, Famous Dave's has this platter of uh, a sampler of all of their stuff. Oh I got goodness. giant burritos, burgers, um, sausage, and Italian beef sandwiches. It was literally the best charcuterie board <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Did they all show up? It shows up at the same time. That was the art of it. I tried really hard because they'll tell you on the app right. what the delivery time is, but you can't believe that. No. So I had to factor in my own experience level, and I had them come in one after the other, and it all worked. Before kickoff, that table was set. How much do you have left? A lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. And Alita's, Alita's not eating it. His she lovely doesn't eat that stuff? Oh, no. She eats so healthy. Well, she's in shape. Yeah, we have uh, two different sides of our refrigerator. If you look at hers, it looks to me like uh, the the comparison of my side looks like Woodman's. Her side looks like the Soviet Union, uh, you know, <laughs> the, what their the grocery stores must have looked like. Yeah, sparse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, so we've got to talk about the commercials. You're yeah. a consumer. I know you take notes and everything. I loved the Duncan ad. Loved it too. I, I thought it, it it was the I said it on on social media. It was the winner of the Super Bowl for ads, in my opinion. Well, let me uh, if you don't mind, I'll share with you yeah. some of the notes I was taking during the game. I mean, first of all, the the first one that grabbed my attention, and it turned out to be my favorite, was the BMW ad with Christopher Walken. Everybody loves Christopher Walken. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Neva, State Farm. Neva. Oh, that was so good. Uh, let's see, the Dunkin' Donuts ad, mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, then, uh, you know, I, I wrote some notes to myself. Uh, I would like to know, uh, 
who Jesus uses as his ad agency. <laughs> because <laughs> that I would have directed that fourteen million a little different. It was a little bit odd. Yeah, yeah. and then the uh, the Kennedy ad that yeah. was interesting, like I mean, a retro ad. Right? Did you hear the the fallout of that? Uh, well, yeah. Well, his family's not happy. Exactly. But here's right. the thing about an ad paid by a political action committee: the the candidate have no, they have no they can't have any input. Uh, right. He wasn't asked, yeah. nor should they be asked, because there's a law that says you cannot exchange information. Mm-hmm. So this was done without any input from the campaign. Now, right. I thought it was kind of an interesting retro ad. It was. And, you know, there's nothing to me about a Super Bowl ad that stands out more than one of two things. One is, can you remember the company it was for? The second is, is it going to be different than what you're hearing? Because, and I'll, I'll give you a great example of that. At one point, I can't remember what the company was, but at one point, you know, you're just getting slammed by ad after ad, and there's funny, and there's power. And then all of a sudden, I hear Perry Como singing. Yeah, that and, was out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was brilliant. I love the Uber Eats ad, uh, and especially the Jennifer Aniston and, and Ross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what also struck me as uh, struck me as interesting was the Pfizer ad. Now, what they did, and here's why I thought it was interesting. Obviously, their spokesperson is Kelsey, right. but instead they went with a song, and it's a song that a lot of people don't know. This there was a study done once of what is of the millions and millions of songs what. Song makes people feel good. And this study by a university went after what could we pick that would make most people feel good. And that was the song they used. It was Queen. Yes. Yeah. That, I said right away. Yeah, hey, don't stop Queen. me now. Yeah. But here's my question it's a drug company. <laughs> I'm a consumer. I don't pick the drugs. My my doctor picks the drugs, so I, I guess I don't know the what's the payout there other than just goodwill for Pfizer. Hmm, good question. Yeah, I mean, it's like I I, I don't pick my drugs that my doctor does. Right? I I always thought that uh, you know if things ever changed here in Milwaukee, we could have the Pfizer Forum again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just change the spelling, easy. Well, what was it? was it Bohemian Rhapsody? Because I don't remember. No, it's uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, which is a great song. It is, and yeah. that that studies have shown that makes people feel good. I also thought it was really interesting that Bud Light uh, they had a really really tough choice to make and i think they went the right way especially if you use uh peyton manning in anything it's gonna be good and uh post malone and i thought that was great uh i also took note of the fact that it was quite a ways into the game before we saw a car ad yeah and there were only three of them some of the big ones stayed four didn't have an ad during i I believe during the program exactly right yeah so i had brian Bennett from stir on the other day and and his his impression of what this was going to feel like from the ad perspective is safe yeah is that what you got yeah uh the one thing that i thought could have garnered some controversy and and of course there was the jesus commercial that was also the anti-jewish hate commercial which was funded by robert Kraft, the owner of the patriots the one that i kind of scratched my head a little was the volkswagen commercial (laughs) because it had neil diamond on it and then at the end they show the 2024 volkswagen i'm thinking don't show the 1937 volkswagen you know my wife's reaction because we were watching together and she goes i always wanted a volkswagen Really? That was her reaction. That That is money well spent. Right. Right. right She's right. not getting a Volkswagen, but she always wanted one. I know. And he doesn't. Man, my, what do you think my favorite was? 
Seriously. Oh, I know. I heard you say it yeah. earlier, I, and it's been your favorite for decades. It's the Clydesdales. Yeah. Just uh-huh. a sucker for that. Yeah. That does nothing. For, I mean, I'm I'm, not, I'm kind of a sentimental guy sometimes. It does nothing for me. I've yeah. seen it enough. I'm with you. The, one, the sentimental one that actually touched me, and again, it was close to home, was the grandfather one. With the ice skater. Yes, exactly. That was a, who was that for, though? <laughs> See? See? Uh, I love the commercial, and I, and I was thinking that's Where she's me. skating for the grandfather, yeah, right? Yeah, I was that thinking was, that's me. That was Kia there. or something. It was a car uh, company. Oh, yes, it was Kia. It was Kia. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was I did, a car I, company. You know, up until this moment, I didn't know it was Kia. So yeah. I well, love the sentiment there, though. But yeah, I'm glad I drove here in a Heiser uh, Aviator, because if it were a Kia... I don't know if it'd be outside when I left. There we go. He's Steve Pallack. Carol Kane, yours truly on the WTMZ Now program. Lots more to get to. We're going to have some fun these remaining uh, 35 minutes of the program, our Monday show. Day after the Super Bowl, if you have a thought, 855-616-1620. WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Steve Pallack, Carol Kane, and then all of, all of you who are watching on the stream, you might have noticed Steve Wexler drops by. Right. Mm-hmm. He has 40-plus years of radio experience. That's the interesting thing about radio is a lot of people assume that it's so competitive and you hate each other, but if you're around it for any period of time, you've been fired enough that you work <laughs> with everyone. I've never been fired. Really? Yeah. Bragger. For any From any job. Uh, I can't say that. No. Well, and you know, the thing is, is that um, the, what people don't understand either is to the, the, this is an, I was just talking to Steve about it. Doing radio is like an art form. I mean, it's a dance that you do with your audience. Mm-hmm. And if you give of yourself and are respectful of your audience, they're in. Yeah. All, all in. So yeah. Well, I mean, we, we were talking earlier about uh, last year when I brought a piece of pizza in here. I do have a a prop, and in fact, I'll leave it with you. And I cannot even estimate how valuable this thing is. In all seriousness, so you can you can sell it. You could you're auction giving it. me this prop. Yes, you can put it on consignment. Well, I don't even see where it is. So uh, I'll pull well, it we'll hold it up for the end. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm intrigued. Oh, mark me as intrigued. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he always comes bringing gifts and stuff. He does. He's a very generous. He's a great human being, which I'm saying that a lot lately because I want to focus on people that are cool, interesting, and great human beings instead of the negativity that's involved in something I talk about a lot, which is politics. Right. Which is just getting weirder and weirder by the day, which we're not going to talk about in this little gathering. And oh, by the way, for the folks out there in, in podcast land, after we're done with the show, I'm sitting you both down for a quick 20 minute podcast. Oh, okay. Uncensored, unfiltered. Good thing I brought a change of clothes. It's not filmed. It's oh, just our voices. Okay, then forget it. Yeah. I'm, so I'm looking forward to that. So that will be available. I think we're going to put it up next week because okay. I love doing this videology podcast. It's everything but politics. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? On the on the podcast? No, right now. Oh, I, I got in trouble yesterday for saying if I'm going to have a Super Bowl halftime show that features Usher or anybody, I want their mic quality to be, to be better. People go, why are you focused on that? I go, because it, it wasn't great. You know, I have divorced myself from feelings and comments <laughs> regarding the Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, I am, first of all, I'm just the wrong demographic. I don't think you could top those years when it was Springsteen, Prince, the Stones, Prince. Prince, 
uh, Paul McCartney. The problem is you run out Tom of Tom Petty. Right, exactly. So, and if, have you seen the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? No. So it's Cher, mm. uh, Mary J. Blige. She's good. Uh, but, but it's not rock and roll. No, yeah. Yeah. you run out of people. Right. And so I've just gotten to the point where, okay, I'm not going to worry about it or comment on it. Just entertain me. And uh, I was able to sit through it and enjoy the last song, which was the only one I knew, which was, oh, yeah. yeah. And that and Ludacris and Lil John, and that was cool. But the rest of it, I was just like eh, floating through it. Yeah, I, you're not selling it. I asked Carol this question. <laughs> There's a right answer to this question. Who should be the Super Bowl halftime entertainment next year? If you're the NFL, who should it be? Easy. Taylor Swift. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hope, because I saw at one point uh, the commissioner talking to Taylor Swift in one of these, you know, fancy boxes. If he's not laying that groundwork, she made you like 300 and some million dollars. Oh, year. for sure. And probably a lot more goodwill than that. And that's interesting, too, because speaking of the halftime show, you know, the artists don't get paid anything. I think they get scale. Yeah. You know what the NFL gets paid by Apple for the sponsorship? Oh, I guess got to be. $50 million. Holy cow. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's one thing. You'll never hear me complain about any overexposure regarding Taylor Swift. Because I had enough problems in my life. Why would I care <laughs> if she's bringing joy to people? I've been to your house, and you have a vast record collection, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. You, I was at, I think, a Super Bowl party, and you showed me, and, and you did a lot of recording up there as well. As somebody who did that for as long as you did that, do you still go out and you don't do it on vinyl, I would guess now, or, or do you still find vinyl to buy? You know, yes, I do. And there are occasions, and you know, it's almost poetic because I was seven or eight years old when the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan show, the anniversary of which was oh, last week. Oh, I saw week. that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, 60 years yeah. ago. So I, uh, I mean, that was my musical education. It was, it was the soundtrack to my life. And the most recent Beatles song, Now and Then, yeah. that was released, I went online to pre-order it. I wanted to get it on a CD. It's not on CD. Really? Yeah. And so I ordered it on vinyl. I'll be done. Did you? I, my jury's out on that. I didn't I liked, really think I, I was liked that. it. I, I liked didn't think it. I was, yeah. Oh, did you? I Given did. what yeah. it is, I mean, taking those voices, two who are, are no longer with us, and mixing them with the two guys that still are, and making a pretty interesting song up. I'm as little repetitive because you only have yeah. so many options with that, but I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well done. I thought the video that accompanies it yeah. is spectacular. Now, Billy Joel. I think mm -hmm. he released his first new music in like 19 years, 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that song too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm a little smitten with Billy Joel because it was <laughs> one of the best interviews I ever did. I'm glad you said it because that's a segue to our next. Yeah. Like, I want, since you guys have been doing this for a long time, I want to get your best radio story uh -huh. and you can take it wherever you want to go. I know Carol's cause she told me before the show, whatever something that you remember that it can be sad. It can be funny. It can be profound, whatever that is. Oh, Steve okay. Pallack, Carol Kane, combined 95 years of radio experience. <laughs> and you still look fantastic, both you make of you. make it sound so well like done. Methuselah. Well done, both of you. You look fantastic. <laughs> there you go. And we're going to continue the conversation after this. Charlie, producer, doing his thing today. I am Steve. Carol Kane joining me and, and our friend Steve Pallack. Um, so I asked a question before the break. I'll start with you, Steve. Okay. You guys have a lot of experience doing what I've done for seven years this month. 
different, more music focused than what I do. But I wanted to ask each of you, since, and I'm going to ask you this in the podcast as well. Maybe you have a different answer in, in, in about mm-hmm. a half hour. But um, a story that stands out in your long careers doing that, and it, it, their long careers, some of the most significant radio careers in Milwaukee, and maybe the country, a story that, that you remember that stood out, could be sad, profound, funny, whatever. Mine goes back to my QFM days. Oh, the legendary QFM. Yeah, I was doing the morning show there. And Jerry Kramer, legendary Green Bay Packer, Vince Lombardi disciple, wonderful human being, was on a book tour. And I booked him to come in for an hour. This is on a rock station where we turned it into an hour-long talk show. This was around the time that Bart Starr had been fired as coach of the Packers, and it was rumored that he was going to be the coach of an expansion team in Arizona. And he would not talk to anybody about it. He's very, very tight-lipped about it all. So I'm talking to Jerry, and the show's about 40 minutes in, and evidently Bart Starr had been listening And he could tell it was respectful. He could tell it was oriented towards Lombardi and football. And all of a sudden, I get handed a note that says, Bart Starr's on line five. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. And so I tried to be clever. (laughs) And I said, hey, Jerry, see if you can recognize this voice. And he said, Jerry, can you get your footing? And at first, Jerry didn't recognize him. And Bart said something again, and then all of a sudden, Jerry's face lit up, and he said, Bert, Bert, and uh, evidently that was what he called him, and the two of them just started talking, and I sat back, and I'm like, this is phenomenal. Jerry kind of forgot that we were on the air, so he's asking him about coaching in Arizona, and you could tell... Bart just shut it down immediately, uh, but it was one of the coolest moments as a lifelong Packer fan that I could ever ask for. Real quick, just to uh, you know, parlay off that, I, I had a great fortune to sit down at a table one-on-one with Bart Starr at one of the Lombardi dinners before the dinner started. Oh, really? And I just was asking him questions, and at one point, Bart Starr goes to me, Hey, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Yeah, no I'm, kidding. Like, I, I, you know, I was a kid when he was the legendary quarterback. Oh and, yeah, and it was just such an honor. And he was. This was before he started having some health issues. He was telling me stories about Alabama, and oh. it just. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. I got a picture with him. I still have it in my office at home. Yeah. He was such a, a, again, wonderful human being. Right. And I try not to geek out, but I still have to pinch myself when I think about, you know, watching the 1996 Packers Super Bowl team. And all of a sudden, Leroy Butler and I are really good friends. We stand up at each other's weddings. Isn't that wild? Like, what am I doing here? That's the great thing about about (laughs) Packers and Packers fans and the players. They've had such a great relationship. I know you've had Jerry Kramer at other events. I've attended them. Yes, exactly. He's fun to listen to. He has all the stories. And he's, again, great guy. All right, your turn to tell us your story. God, it's really hard to, like, bring it down to one thing. You know, I mean... Couple of things. I'll just do a couple. One, um, I remember the doorbell ringing at our old radio ranch where Steve and I worked together. And I went out and I looked and I went back in the studio and I go, um, Dan Aykroyd's standing outside. <laughs> <laughs> and go get him. So we went in and he came and he sat with us for uh, about an hour. About an hour. And then. What uh, era was this? Like early Saturday Night Live, later? 
Lucy is selling his vodka? Yes. That's, oh, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. And then, um, this is different than what I told you off the air, but I'm going to have a different answer for when we do the podcast. I got sent up to uh, Lambo mm. to interview the players in the locker room. Yeah. So <laughs> Carol Kane's in the locker room. <laughs> so I've got a Channel 12 TV crew with me. It was Christmas time, and I'm the only woman in the I'm the only woman in the locker room. Antonio Freeman's walking around in his underwear, and that was when Reggie White was there. Interesting, you remember that detail? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. hard to forget. <laughs> <laughs> I memorized that moment, um, but then. I couldn't get anybody to talk to me. Adam Timmerman was on the show, and he kind of gave me a little bit of stuff. But all of a sudden, Brett walks in, and I'd known Brett for a long time. Brett walks in, and he looks at me, and he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm here. I've got to do this thing for Channel 12, but I can't get anybody to talk to me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got nothing. And he walked into the middle of the locker room, whistled. And did the, hey, gather round, guys. Oh, really? And he had, he had his arm around my waist, and he got the guys all gathered together, and he said, all right, I know her. She's a stand-up person. She's not going to put you in a bad position. I've worked with her for a number of years. Give her something, would you? Nice. She's a good gal. And um, that I could, they, it was like they lined up. I got to tell you a quick uh, Brett Favre story that involves you because you had him at his steakhouse yes. uh, for a uh, a Saturday morning broadcast once. And I got to go there and I brought my son with me, who was probably about seven at the time. And at one point, you invited me up on stage and I came up there and I told my son, just stand right here. There, it was a huge crowd there. Yeah, yeah. I said, stand here. Don't move. I'll be back. I come back and a bunch of Brett Favre's buddies from Mississippi are trying to do shots with him. <laughs> He's seven years old. And Brett came over and, and I will, I, I thank Brett for this forever. He kneels down and he starts talking to my son and he shakes his hand and prior to that point, I was buying a lot of sports memorabilia and I had all this stupid stuff like a Jerry Rice signed 49ers helmet. I don't even like the 49ers. And that moment, something clicked in me where that interaction between Brett Favre and my son, albeit the part about the shots I wasn't happy with, but that moment made me realize I'm not buying anything. It's moments like that that are valuable. Well, when I was, because I got stuck in the hospital, we got to take a break. I got stuck in the hospital before my son was born. For I was in the hospital for seven weeks waiting for him to be born. And after he was born, really nice, I got Phil Garner sent something to him, uh, Paul Molitor sent something to him, and Mike Holmgren went into the locker room and got a game-signed ball that was the year before they went to the Super Bowl, and got a Brett Favre signed football. Not bad. And, and hmm. gave them to me. That's great. You still have them? Yes, I do. Nice. Hang on to them. I'm going to. Hall of Famer. That Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Favre, whatever they said. <laughs> Something about Favre. Mary. All right. I cannot have you in studio without talking about bourbon, because okay. some, some of the textures asked about this. You are one of the most knowledgeable bourbon guys I know. Yeah. Are you still doing like a, you were doing something officially about that. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that because I was writing a column about bourbon and right. my wife was actually proud of me for, you know, sitting down once a week and writing something. And just the other day she said to me, 
why did you stop doing that? And I said, I just didn't feel like it anymore. And she said, you have the attention span of a seven-year-old chasing a squirrel. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I love her. That's a common thing that wives say to their... Yeah. I, get this, I get the squirrel thing all the time. Like, if I'm really? driving down the street and something strikes me, I'll point it out to, to my wife. She goes, we're talking about something else. I go, but there's that thing. Yeah. I want to talk about that thing now. Right. Well, when I was a little kid... I was in the front yard playing at my grandparents' house, and there was a neighbor that was feeding a squirrel. And uh, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. The squirrel bit him. And this is back in an era where the medical community didn't know how to deal with that. That poor kid had to have like 200 shots. Which are the most painful thing in the world, oh. apparently. So I, you know, I'm like, hey, don't use a squirrel analogy with me. It <laughs> upsets me. He is Steve Palacero. Okay, gotta take a break. After the break, the king of bourbon, at least in this part of the country, <laughs> will, will walk us through some of the basics because a lot of people are curious about it. And I, I am as well. Not a big bourbon drinker. We'll have that conversation after this on WTMJ. Nice job, producer Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. All right. For folks that know Steve Palak, they know he's a bourbon connoisseur, experts. Aficionado. Yeah, I mean, you know it well. I'm not a big bourbon guy. I've had it. I'll, I'll sip it occasionally if someone offers it because I'm not that kind of a person. What? Why bourbon? What? What, what is the fascination with that? Well, the uh, story, and I'll try to give you the cliff notes, is I was in Washington, D.C., and I was having chest pains. And, I mean, I was thinking, uh-oh, this is it. And, of course, uh, I was too stupid to tell anyone or do anything about it. And so... I lived with it for two days, went to a bar called Bourbon. I said, well, as long as I'm here, I might as well have one. Never liked it before. You know, my I had to apologize for the umbrellas in my drinks before that. <laughs> and they, I said, give me a good bourbon. I drank it, and for the first time in two days, I felt okay. I felt instantly better. And so I flew back to Milwaukee. Went right from the car to the liquor store, bought a bottle of Not bourbon. Not to the doctor for the no, no. <laughs> I know, right? That's funny. And, uh, you know, actually there's a reason that I felt good. It's called the Kentucky Hug. It's Bourbon is a sipping drink. For people that watch a movie, an old western, and see a guy order a bourbon and slam it down, you're not tasting it. All you're doing is tasting alcohol. You sip it, and that's called the Kentucky Chew. The first sip you take, you keep it in your mouth for about 10 seconds, chew it around. You have not tasted the bourbon. It's on the second sip that you taste it. And the Kentucky Hug is that warm feeling that you get, and I had actually pulled the chest muscle working out. Oh. That's why I had those pains. Wow. And so the bourbon alleviated that, and I've had it every day since. How many bottles of bourbon do you have, though? Yeah, I like, mean, like how many do you own, like on display in your bar? Mm, if you have a bar, in your yeah, house? Uh, I would. I've never counted it. Uh, in fact, someone asked last night during the Super Bowl. They asked my wife, you know, if uh, if you were to sell this the day after Steve dies, uh, how much would you ask for this? And and they looked at me. I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds. Really? Yeah. Now, somebody asked, like, favorite ones that you enjoy. Well, like, what would that be? I love Blanton's. Uh, that's a popular uh, and, one. Uh, yeah. It is, and it's uh, that's the thing about bourbon. It's become 
so hard to find the good values. Eagle Rare might be the best value in all of bourbon. It's about a $40 bottle, aged 10 years, comes from the same place that Blanton's and Pappy Van Winkle. Which is where? It's uh, Buffalo Trace, that distillery. And again, I mean, you used to be able to walk anywhere and pick up a bottle of Eagle Rare. Now it's, it's tight. And Pappy Van Winkle's super expensive, isn't it? It is, and I could tell you other things that are just as good. Pappy Van Winkle, the 23-year version, is the holy grail of bourbon. That's the one that collectors want their hands on. Does it age like wine does? Like if I, I, I bought a bottle, like I think I have one of my in my wine rack is like 82, and it, I'm kind of hesitate because i want to drink it on a special day or whatever Mm -hmm. is bourbon like that or no it ages in a barrel that's where the art form comes in it goes in as a clear liquid and it expands and contracts in the wood right and that's on the flavor of the wood exactly right and the color of it too and so it's an art how long do you leave it in the barrel cool thing about bourbon is you could have a bourbon that's a hundred years old and it's as long as it hasn't been opened it's still as good as the day it went in the bottle I gotta what? try it. I gotta get back to it. Yeah, I, if it's a sipper, I probably should enjoy it because I ha- I find myself drinking like a college student sometimes. And it's like- you know what? That's one of the reasons I really like it. There, I mean, I have become obsessed with it, and I could tell the different tastes. But when I first started drinking bourbon, I felt like I was in a Dean Martin movie. <laughs> You know, because you're holding a glass, you're just sipping it, and I just felt so cool. Or in your case, a pill bottle. Yeah, exactly. That's I've, how I've, I've seen s- the pictures of him at certain events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can. Uh, I sneak it in using uh, like a Walgreens pill bottle because it could get through the metal detector. Is that the trick? That's the trick. That's why. All right, we got we got about three minutes. You said you brought something in. I did. You know, we started talking about the Super Bowl, and you know, I mentioned Bud Light, and they had a, a tough row to hold because of all the controversy that's been thrown at them. And so they just focused on the product. There was another commercial yesterday of another product that had some controversy, M&M's. Yes. And they use Scarlett Johansson. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with that. And I'm thinking about, okay, now do you lean into these controversies or do you stay away from them, et cetera? And then I remembered I have something. Actually, I got it while I was on the bourbon trail. When I was in Louisville, Kentucky, we met a guy who was an Air Force One pilot. And he gave me, you know, they serve M&Ms on Air Force right, One. Right, And uh, you can't buy them anywhere. He gave oh, me, look at this. and he brought this uh, with him off Are of the, his serious? flight. Are you serious? This is a box of M&Ms from Air Force One during the Trump administration. Okay. And uh, there is a, a nondescript M&M, not a sexy one, right. uh, holding an American flag on it. But they, I got to think... That this thing has some real value. So I'm leaving it for you. Wow. Do what you like. Auction it for charity. We'll do something like that. Funny thing about that story. So I, I got to visit the White House a lot during the Barack Obama administration, and they had Hershey's Kisses with, oh, that looked like that. Is that right? I still have that box. Yeah. It must be a... They must all do that. Yeah. And I mean, I should actually... Man, I should have thought of this earlier. I should have Googled it to see what the value is before I just leave it here. But, <laughs> I've yeah, I'd be curious. Those. I've never seen those up for, like, auction. Yeah. I, All well, right. It's well, so I, I unusual. Will yeah. I will find a place for it, and we'll do something okay. fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, final thoughts. We're, we're going to obviously jump into the studio right after and do our um, our. 
quick 20 minutes videology podcast. That's fine. Sure. So I, it's been a pleasure having you both in here. Though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I want to, first of all, I want to be one of the first ones to wish you very well on your new adventure. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, uh, and if you need any help, give me a call. And I got to say, when I saw the announcement this morning of the, all the people that are going to be sitting in this room, uh, I was like proud to say I know most of them. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all great people. Yeah, and we're, we'll be talking a lot about that this week as we get set up for our, our real launch next week. For those who are just tuning in, uh, my show is going to be an hour, pretty pretty tight hour, uh, the political power hour. If if you wanted the best example of what that sounds like, Fridays with Joseph Pecky, Bill McCutcheon. I I call it, and other people have called it, the best hour of political conversation in the state of Wisconsin. I never miss it. Yeah, they're that good, and I I want to do that in a lot of different ways. Legal experts, yeah. public safety professionals, journalists, local elected officials. I think we can we can really do a great show. So I'm excited about that. All right, I'll see you in a couple minutes. Okay, Steve Palak, thank you so much. Thank you. Carol Kane, always a treat. Thank you. And uh, I will be talking to both of these great individuals in my podcast, the Sphidiology podcast, in a few minutes. We'll, we'll release that in, in the next couple of weeks.